Amazing glad rags. And here's Ron Wood. Hello and welcome back to the Keylock Podcast. My name's John Major. With me this week, I have Mr. Johnny Hodson and Aaron Keylock. How are we all doing, boys? Reverend. All right. I refuse to do it until you're actually ordained properly, not by some daft website. Well, I'll tap, you know, the Universal Church of Life's uh, lawyers will be fucking straight on to you. You didn't I'm even sure pay for the certificate. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't think that the uh, the Church of Life ha- has anything better to do, so they might actually be onto me. You know what? <laughs> I have to say, the fact you managed to get Barry to address you as Reverend, I, I am fucking impressed. Yeah. I it thought they were out refuse. I'm, I'm due to pay $34 to, uh, <laughs> to properly be able to use that title. I missed it on my last passport as well. I was going to get it for my last passport. Oh, no. Got to wait 10 years now. Oh, what a, what a shame. I know. Can you imagine, though? Can you imagine, the desk is going to go, you're not really a reverend, are you? Uh, that's, that's, a, that's you getting randomly searched at every airport. Can you imagine, though, like, if they, if they were like, oh, a reverend, we've got, like, an ordained minister, we'll, we'll put him in first class as a kind of thing. I'd be like, yeah, see you later, suckers. I'm up here for pastor and my sandwich. You're definitely getting a flipping anal check with that passport. Yeah. It's the only reason. Take one look at you. I thought I was getting one at Manchester. Joe, do you remember that? I just remember seeing you kind of drain, like the colour draining from your face as I was arguing with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Woo-wee. I was looking forward to it as well. And then bloody Aaron at every single airport we go to, because, well, both of you, to be fair, because you both have, like, slides and harmonicas and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They're like, hang on, what's going on? Every you know single person. Boss, are... You know those boss uh, foot tuners? Yeah. The one in Spain, she thought that was a bomb. Oh, I mean, it, like, I could understand, like, her reasoning, because it definitely does look like one, so... Yeah. Do you remember, though, where, um, we were all stood there on the other side of uh, customs as we were coming through that, um, like, the, all the security checks? And the foot... Shouting back going, check his bum all. <laughs> <laughs> it's off his arse! It's off his arse! <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because uh, we were all stood there, weren't we? And there was fucking guys kind of surrounding him with like his assault rifles. And I was like, him! <laughs> really? Him! Johnny's the one with the beard. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, um, as a little um, sort of follow up to, to last week's episode, I did discover that um, the bird that was eating another bird was, in fact, a sparrowhawk. I looked in a a book that we have on birds, and it was indeed a sparrowhawk. So, excellent. Good to I'm, know. Yeah, I'm glad we got there, mate. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. You go all that to find out what that is. There's plenty of them by you, but they're not the ones. You know, on that stretch of motorway, man. Whenever we're driving down past London, and I'm always like that. Yeah. Yeah. Kites. Yeah. Red kites. Mm. There you go. I'm There's pretty sure I see sky- I see kites more than I see. Anything, but I'm not sure if it's just me going. That looks like it could be a kite, but oh, uh, maybe. Is that, like, maybe. is it because they like kind of float in midair, and that's kind of like the thing, or is that just no, any kind I, of bird can do that? No, I hate. I hate to be the the, the guy that's uh, captain obvious here, 
with their tails shaped like a kite. I do see, like, the kind of... Next time I'm hanging out in Stockton. Yeah. <laughs> Show me. That's fre- frequently, you know. We're always in Stockton on seas, mate. Always. Yeah. Just hunting for uh, palmos. Uh, <laughs> palmos and pound pubs, that's uh, what Teesside's <laughs> going for. By not taking Tom to Stockton. I, I cannot believe that you step foot in that pound pub, like... None Not of the locals. Long. We only had one, and then we were out there. Like, I'd be scared to go in there. It's, it's like, one of the only ones where I think I was less at risk than anyone else for my, for my accent, so we can go yeah. out. <laughs> Do you remember that pub in Belfast, mate, where we walked in? No one was wearing a shirt. Nobody. Yeah. All tattoos of Union Jacks. Yeah. And I, I said to my Milado here, I was like, listen, don't speak. I'll do the talking, and we'll see where we get to from there. And it was... <laughs> <laughs> do you yeah. please? Should have just got him with your, you know, best Irish impression and hoped for the best. I think, I think, I think Scousers get kind of like a free pass in Ireland because we're all yeah. Irish. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if a Scouser hasn't got Irish in their blood somewhere. Yeah. So I think it was. Uh, yeah, I was given a free pass. It's a good job. <laughs> it, it was a tasty pub as well. Jesus Christ. And then when Cormac dropped us off the next day, he said, listen, fellas, whatever you do, don't drink over there. Do not go in that pub. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's like running history in this. I think I always have the tendency of picking up bad pubs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in Stockton, there's... It was there's over there, but that's... Right down the other end of the high street, like the pound pub will have been the closest yeah. pub to, to the arc, but um, I feel like we're a bit better now. We've got more sort of like nice bars and stuff, um, the kind of London mm. ripoffs where you get like, uh, you know, it's five quid for a pint instead of uh, a pound. So to be fair, that was that was a a slight lie on on the sign because it was a pound for a half. I think it was a pound fifty for a for a full pint. So it's like, why why call it? I mean, I didn't pay any attention. It was, it was the cheapest I'd ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, eight quid at the Troubadour versus you know one pound fifty. Yeah, remember that round you bought in a in Liverpool? Who? And you were like, do you, do you remember that round that you bought in the van oh. in Liverpool? And you were like, I think that guy's giving me the wrong change. 13 quid for like seven drinks or whatever. It was yeah. that first time we met you, Joe. That round was 13 quid. That was mental. Yeah. Hello, so mate. Johnny got a nice soda and lime. I can't. I think I had a. You had cider, I think, or maybe I think a, I had a cider. Yeah. It was you either a cider that, or a chocolate bit. Right. Yeah, Jack and Anne. Yeah. Um. Oh, it was a cheap round, yeah. I think it's about time um, we head into our first segment of the week. Um, this is Album Club. So Album Club is like a book club, but for albums. Everyone knows that's the deal nowadays. Um, <laughs> we've got a, a new element 
album club coming in this week um but we'll talk about that at the end of this um so this week's album was uh, give me back my bullets by leonard skinner chosen by aaron um good album i it's, i'll be honest i really don't listen to as much skinner as i probably should being the kind of musician that i am um i feel like i just haven't listened to anything past like the the big singles um so this was a nice uh nice jaunt into their world um, i've done um, i think i'm like you joe i've done stuff where i've kind of dipped my toes into Skinner and gone it's good that and then kind of moved on yeah um, yeah but they, what a killer album man i was really into it i was really yeah. into it yeah it's a weird one it's not like um I didn't necessarily want to pick like pronounced in the second album, but like they're they're pretty much like greatest hits records. Um, this was kind of where they went less into hits and kind of went more off. So I was, you know, it's one of my favorites, like the lesser known ones. But sometimes that's yeah. the bad choices in it. But. Yeah, it's just crazy I, to think um, that like Skinner's got like Sweet Home Alabama, Simple Man, Freebird, Freebird free out in the first two albums like that's uh i know it's a pretty impressive run <laughs> but then like didn't really have much i mean i you know there's not like any household skinned songs other than um than those well, you start, like, to be fair like, they came out i mean they you know the plane crash was when they died in what 1977 um right, and yeah. they, didn't, they didn't touch it again until they came back with like you know different members as like a 20th reunion um, so, you know, didn't have that long to write songs, did they? So they did all right for like four albums, I think they had. And the yeah, last yeah. album, the fourth one, came out after they died. It was straight after the plane crash. So, right, bloody hell! I'd completely forgotten about the plane crash. To be honest, that was uh, I'd slipped my mind. Sad yeah. thing with that as well is the mental thing. I mean, it was booked for Aerosmith. It was like the private jet. It was booked for the Aerosmith tour, and then they got told there was problems with the engine. So Aerosmith were like, there's no way we're having it. So Skinner just took it. So you think could have been could have been Steven Tyler gone. I yeah. you know what man? I um I read a book. I was doing overtime one night in work and I was basically there like all night, like five o'clock to two in the morning, three in the morning. And someone gave me a book. I can't for the life of me. I think it's called Roadie or Life on the Road. Or and it's basically just this guy who worked in for the mid-level artists and and higher level and low, like kind of all. He went through the, the 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 gamut of levels of artists, and it's basically a kind of like his diary over a five-year period on the road. It's yeah. brilliant, man. One of the best books I've ever. Written. I can't. I need to go and fucking find it. It's in work somewhere. And. Um, he was due to be on that plane. He just started working for Leonard Skinner, and he was due to be on that plane, but then chose to drive or or right. wasn't on it. And it was kind of like a, like the aftermath of that, and uh, and him dealing with kind of the fact that he's essentially dead. If you know what I mean, like he, yeah, kind of, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm on overtime now for the rest of my life, and you know, and you go, wow, yeah. Jesus, you know, really book, yeah. But that album, that um, but that this album, man, Jesus Christ, like. You know, I think I spoke about production last week, saying that the production didn't age well. And yeah. I think the this one makes modern records sound far too slick. Yeah. 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 There was just something really raw and real about it. It's, um, definitely, it, was, it sounded to me like it was definitely all cut on one day, kind of almost like one after the other. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like there's no kind of like, oh, we need to tweak all the guitar sounds, all this kind of stuff. It's like straight in. If it's if yeah. it's loud, it's got overdrive. If it's not, yeah. it's clean. There we go. Off yeah. we go. Um yeah. yeah. It definitely has like that very, very raw feel, which I, I can kind of it depends on the album for me as to whether I'm depends on the artist, doesn't it? You can't it, yeah. really have one set production for every artist, so Yeah. Um, so the first question for this week is, um, is this your first time listening to the album in full? Which it absolutely is for me, I'll be honest, yeah. Yep. Um, I think nope. it's probably the first time I'd heard any of the songs from this album as well, which is <laughs> relatively rare, um, especially for such a big band as Skinner. But yeah, um, I haven't heard anything before this, so yeah. Yeah, same. No, I'd heard it frequently. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have actually heard um, there was a couple of tracks in there that kind of unlocked a, uh, something right. in my head. I was like, I'll bet mm. you I've heard them in Aaron's car. Probably in my car, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it'll probably been some of it like, like that, but I've, I'll have missed it, yeah. Um, yeah. Everyone's fav- favourite track from the album or favourite tracks from the album? Aaron? I'll let somebody else. Yeah, Aaron? Me? All right. Um... I think it changes all the time because it stayed with me for so long, but I'm just going to say all I can do is write about it straight off. Fair enough, yeah. Um, I would say mine was um, Every Mother's Son. I really like that track. I really like the chords in it. Um, and I Got the Same Old Blues was uh, another one of my nice. favourites. My, funny enough, I think this might be the first time we've done this. We've all picked different ones. Mine's... Um, Double Trouble and Trust, my two favourite ones. Yeah, I like Trust, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the subject matter. Yeah. Like, I, I like the fact yeah. that... How many songs do that? Mates, you know, yeah. like, clearly... Is, is, like know, a... the had a few fucking too many scoops, fucked his missus, and he's like... Yeah. And that, that's why I thought at the bottom, like, all I can do is write about it, and you kind of go... Yeah. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Good one. Yeah, yeah. I love the... Um, the, the backings in 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 uh, Double Trouble, and I was yeah. the backing vocals really make that man that gospel harmony thing. Yeah, mm. yeah. I like that kind of spacious and nasty. The riff was it was like I I love a good kind of choppy riff with with space yeah. to breathe in the middle because I I think it brings the um it brings the band out a little bit and um, that that kind of ah, nah, 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 like um it's like what that's why my favorite one of my favorite Stone songs fucking um can you hear me knocking. Da, 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 and it, it had that same kind of same kind of properties as that if you know what I mean because it just lets the band breathe mm. bit, like you know, I like that push and pull yeah yeah fair enough yeah definitely had like that um, the, like Fleetwood Mac mentality of like we're all going to write songs about each other and <laughs> <laughs> but not tell each other that we're writing songs about each other yeah. I'd like to know if like it was written about one of the other members of the band because that would be mint I'd love that. Yeah, he stood there singing his um, ass out like eyeballing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was just Fleetwood Mac's entire career. It was just, like, yeah. writing about, like, f- fucking each other and about, like, you know, while they were still in relationships with other members of the band. Um, <laughs> everyone's uh, least favourite songs from the album? Um, You know what? I, I, I didn't have one that I disliked. There wasn't a song on there that I was like, when I come to listen to this again, I'll be skipping this track. Sure. Um, 
But the one that didn't do it as much for me as the other one was the, the title track. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I just thought as a ta- like I wouldn't have called the album that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have called the album something else. I'd have called the album "Cry for the Bad Man." That's a good song as well. I like that title track. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, that was on my list also. Yeah. yeah. Again, spacious. Marley... Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Marley's favorite was "All I Can Do Is Write About It." To be honest, really. It's like, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just thought it was like an album closer. I just didn't think it was as strong as the rest. And like, by the... I listened to it like twice today. Mm-hmm. Um, listened to it all... full the once. Uh, full the first time and then the second time I got to that track and I was like I'm just going to leave it there I'll I'll turn that off there so it's not that it's like a bad song I just didn't didn't like it as much as the rest of them yeah I like it that's the one of violins isn't it the violins enough. mandolins mm. the, the beautiful piano singing about you know freedom in the country and you know <laughs> um mm. my life, singing about your life yeah literally my life yeah um <laughs> I think uh, I'm with Johnny. Give me back my books. Fair enough, yeah. What would you have called the yeah, album? Yeah, there was like... Because that shouldn't be the title track, should it? No. Um, I'd have gone for the bad man. That's a fucking... I think that's, that's a good name for the record. I think it's a better name for the record as well. Yeah, so we've renamed the album. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it, forever. Yeah, there it is. Um... Would you make any changes to the structure of the album? Um, so hang on, I'll get the uh, actual sides up because obviously it's made for vinyl. Um, it was Give Me Back My Bullets, Every Mother's Son, Trust, and I Got the Same Old Blues on side one. Side two was Double Trouble, Roll Gypsy Roll, Searching, Cry for the Bad Man, and all I can do is write about it. I'm not sure um, what I'd open with, but I wouldn't have opened with Give Me Back My Bullets. I would have maybe done I Got the Same Old Blues. Uh, that was... Yeah. Relatively good as, as now. Yeah, yeah. There was like a few, there was a few moments in "Give Me Back My Bullets" where like, it just kind of seemed like they didn't really know where they were going yeah. with it. Um, it's like the, I think it was that one where like sometimes the drums would just kind of stop and it was like, are you carrying on? And then like the, it, the guitars would carry on and then it came back in and it was just a bit like, a bit all over the place. But yeah. Um, I probably wouldn't change the structure other than maybe changing the uh, the opener, yeah. And I maybe wouldn't put all I can do is write about it. All I can do is write about it. I wouldn't have put that on the end. end. I think it's nicer yeah. in the middle to take the album down. Yeah. I always think putting a song like that on the end, it's just kind of like there's nowhere else to put it, so we'll stick it on the end, like, you know, just a country song on the end. But, you, should, um, you should have put that at the end of the first side. Yeah. 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 What was Just the what was the first song on the on the second side, Joe? It was Double Trouble. I reckon they fucked it up, you know. I reckon they said to the uh, the like to the fucking press implant, listen, we want to open with Double Trouble. That's side one. Yeah. And then they were just the disaster yeah. in the press implant. And they're like, fuck's sake, we'll have to rename the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what's another yeah. one you just read, which was actually probably my favourite, Roll Gypsy Roll. Yeah, I was like that one, yeah. I thought they were all like all just strong tracks, aren't they? But yeah, I was just reading that. Um, it was actually recorded at Capricorn Sound Studios as well. Mm. There you go, another one down in the, uh, in the book. Um, uh, what? 
say who the producer was? Um, it was a guy called... Is it Al? Some... It was Tom Dowd. Oh, right. He was um... uh, uh, something to do with uh, Capricorn. He was, well, I think he was the one who signed the Owen Brothers. Tom He's Dowd. Done... I think Tom Dowd did a Muddy album. I think Tom Dowd might have done the Woodstock album. Right. Maybe. Let's have a look at his uh, discography. If it'll load. Oh, how are you? There we go. Um, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> a lot of stuff with the Allman Brothers, um, yeah. which makes sense. Um, Greg Allman. Laverne Baker. Never heard. Um, Bee Gees in there. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell by the way I do my walk. Love is name. I'm tired of talk. Joe Bonamassa. Oh, yeah. and you can't have um, the, uh, Watch your mouth. <laughs> that, that Fiji Gees thing. You know, was it Barry Gibb did like Hyde Park or, or Glastonbury or something last year? That's, yeah, Glastonbury, yeah. He's still got his range. I was like, that's not range. It's falsetto. <laughs> like, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not like his natural register is that. Imagine he walked into a show, I'll have a sausage roll, please. You know what I mean? That's not how he talks. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That's not his natural voice. I'll be honest, the Bee Gees are one of those bands that I absolutely can't stand purely because of oh, the vocals. Yeah. I just I, really? I can't stand the falsetto vocals that they do. It's just the most grinding thing for my ears. I hate it, yeah. Maybe we should I didn't pick the Bee Gees on at some point. Maybe we should do a Bee Gees song at some point and do it how it should be done, like a country rock song. I can tell yeah. by the way I lose my work. I'm a lover's man. No time to talk. That would be a good idea. I like the idea of that, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen this? Um, Except that like was a metal... be James there. <laughs> I'm a lover's man. Uh, mm, yeah. <laughs> There's a tribute to the Bee Gees, but they do it all in like metal called Tragedy. Um yeah. They're pretty fun. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do like ABBA as well, don't they? I think so, yeah. They do. I think it's like mainly just like 80s and 70s stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, the Tom Dowd's done loads. He's done like John Coltrane, Eric Clapton, uh, Scrolling Up Cream, a lot of Cream, Derek and the Dominoes, Dr. John. Yes. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Play it, Daddy. Aretha Franklin, nice. Fucking right. Um, yeah. Okay, he's very. Um, How dare you knock his production, Joe? <laughs> I know, yeah. Um, the next question is: Would you change the singles? And the singles for this album were "Give Me Back My Bullets" and "Double Trouble." So yes. I, I'm assuming Johnny would not change that one, but um. I'd, I don't know what else I would have put as a single, though. I'd change Give Me Back My Bullets, man. Yeah, I'd, I'd have um, Cry For The Bad Man, Trust, Double Trouble. Yeah, Cry For The Bad Man would have been a good single. In fact, any, any, yeah. any, any of the others apart from that one. Joe? Look um, looking at uh, track lengths. Um, roll Gypsy Roll, 250. That's a solid radio length one. In fair, Roll Gypsy Roll's kind of counter to Double Trouble as well. That might be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just go for one of the shorter ones, I guess, just because that's my 
brain wired to want a, a single as a super short song. It's too which is exactly long. why we released Coming Home as our first single because because <laughs> it makes Shine on Me feel fucking short. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Blink and it's done. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you like the album art? I wasn't mad keen on it. It didn't make much sense. I didn't. I didn't think. Um, it was just lazy, isn't it? It's just. Yeah, yeah, like just, the studio, just, stick it on there. And That's then to like split the colour in half as well. Yeah. You know what's funny? Um, you know with the way they've kind of they've they've clearly taken some time in that in the seventies to to kind of colour it and do the filters on it. I'd have preferred it if the band weren't in the background, if it was just those colours with like a picture now, of yeah. or something. This is coming from a band who took LSD and then went to a monkey party and you know, tried to get the monkeys drunk on Jack Daniels around this time. So it could have been worse. That's true. But I'd have, I'd have sooner seen a picture of a monkey on the front of the album. That's true. Yeah. I'll send you the fa- a fantastic photo of them holding a monkey, just... stone out their head on LSD, trying to tip Jack Daniels in the monkey's mouth. It's fantastic. Poor bit monkey. Me. Yeah, a bit me. Here we go. Monkey, but at the time, we can imagine it was very funny. Bit of a bit of trivia for you. Um, the album was originally titled "It No Doubt About It" in tribute to the producer Tom Dowd, who the band idolised. <laughs> but then they changed it. There you go. That's uh, that's fun. Ain't no doubt about it, <laughs> Tom Dowd. <laughs> it's a good name. I mean, even it, it ain't no doubt about it would have been a a, a cooler name. Like it not being named after a, a track would have been. Uh, a better option, I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the album art's a bit... bit Their best um, album art was Second Helping. I, I fucking love that album cover. Again, I, I would not be able to tell you what that looks like, because... Very, uh, very colourful. <laughs> like the person... What did you say it was? Second Helping. It's the one with uh, Sweet Home Alabama on. All oh, right. yeah, I... Yeah. Yeah, I do like that hook on like a stained glass window type yeah. look. Yeah. Yeah. Like um yeah, the gospel stained glass window in the church there. Yeah, I like that. Um so the last question is would you buy the album, stream the album, or forget the album ever existed? I'd probably buy this album to be honest, on especially on vinyl. Vinyl. Yeah. I've I I would buy it on vinyl. And I've downloaded it, Mick. Nice. Yeah. I'll definitely uh, add it to. I need to kind of. And it, like, I've got like a country playlist that I have at the moment, which is a mix of like proper. But that's good. Bluegrass. Though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got like proper bluegrass to like um, Brooks and Dunn, which is yeah. like proper cheesy nineties. But like country pop. Um, but but yeah, would you I'll want to play this with just bluegrass? Like, it's nice to have all the you know the avenues and how the music's grown. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But I need to kind of create like a more classic rock-based right. version of that um, and have like all that bad company and, and Skinner and all that kind of stuff that I don't really listen to very often, but I should. Um, you should, yeah. yeah. So that, I mean, I, I'll be honest, I suck, uh, I think it was Straight Shooter on the other week and had a fun time listening to that because that's just a killer record. Is, isn't Anna on that album? Yeah. It is indeed, Yeah. Hello? <laughs> Sorry, your thing cut out. Who's on it? Anna. There's a song called Anna. Oh. Weep, weep no more, Anna. 
shooting Deal with star. a preacher. <clears throat> yeah, I hear you knocking. Um, was Good Love and Gone Bad on? Yeah, it was, yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. I, I think what's funny about um, that record is, although not really anything alike, Shooting Star and Feel Like Making Love seem to kind of definitely fit together. And it's the same with Preacher and Good Love and Gone Bad. They just kind of... Right. Yeah, yeah. There's matches. Yeah. I, and I got my pride. That's what, you know what I was saying about, uh, do you remember when we were writing Dopamine? That was yeah. like a half-time pre-chorus. No one does that. It's far from yeah. bad company. <laughs> but I'm a man, yeah, I got my pride. It's all right, though, Johnny, because you've never stolen from them, so... Yeah. <laughs> you um, barely mentioned them. Ever? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, ever. Never referenced. All who? <laughs> Stanley. So before... We move on. I, I, um, also, today I saw um, our company did like this little trivia question thing where they were like, um, what is Simon Kirk's second favourite studio album? And it was either Running With The Pack, I think, or Straight Shooter. Apparently it was Straight Shooter, which is like, why did anybody need to know Simon Kirk's second favourite Bad Company album? That's... <laughs> <laughs> and the best part was, was the, the votes were completely split 50-50, so like, nobody had a clue. Nobody really cared, evidently. No, no. It's not like something that's well-known. Like, wait, yeah. that's like... Which of Boz Burrell's feet with it was his favourite? The left one. Oh, what? <laughs> Remember when we attempted to do that Friday Rock quiz at Winter's End? Yeah. We, we weren't very good. I was doing quite well. Was you? I, I um, was not. Huh? There was some that were bullshit. It was bullshit. like um, Metallica and Gary Moore was all the questions I had, and I was like, I'm not going to do well in this, I'll give up. There was quite a few people, well... Um, from the reactions that I've seen, somebody uh, one of the questions was about the uh, the Led Zeppelin symbols, and I think uh, the question yeah. was whose symbol was the feather? And I was like Robert Plant, obviously. Yeah. Um, loads of people put like John Paul Jones. It's like how can you not know that's like, the most iconic? Yeah. Um, strange. Um, I um, I was hanging with Deborah Bonham. Of course. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Johnny, you might want to pick up that name you just dropped. Sorry. Yeah, uh, there we go. And um, I, used to, I used to have a denim cut-off that uh, I used to get people to kind of write, like, even just the kind of just people I met, just, like, write on it or doodle on it. And yeah. um, I was like, can you doodle something on here? And she did the Bonham symbol. I was like, I've got a Bonham from a Bonham. Yeah, that's... that's really, uh, you know? Yeah. really cool. Doesn't get much better than that. Um, so before we move on to whatever's coming next, um, Johnny had suggested quite a good idea, which we haven't done yet, which we are going to start doing, um, which is basically we will take each album that we review, talk about, and each one of us will give it a rating out of 10, shall we say? Or do we go like 100 and make it really weird? Hundreds <laughs> are. That. Tens are right, isn't it? Are we we're starting at the beginning? Out of 16. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, um, we'll do it out of 10. Yeah, so we're going to go back and go through all the albums that we've um, done so far on Album Club. Um, so we'll start off with Brothers Osborne, Pawn Shop. I'd give Pawn Shop... 
what are we judging this on? This is hard to know where to put it on the, on the scale, isn't it? Like 10 is like your favourite album. Okay. Would have it on repeat every day. One is the worst I'm ever out. You know, we'll find a skill somewhere in between that that, uh, that works. I'd, I'd maybe say... We will not get into decimal points at this point because otherwise the entire written system just I goes to I'm, uh, I think I'm six. <laughs> I'd, um, I'd say seven. Oh, all right, cool. Johnny, um, yeah, did you say? I said three. I was like, bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> there goes that to her. Um, next album was Blackberry Smoke Live from Capricorn Sound Studios. Um, I'd probably say another seven for me. Seven. 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 And seven. Seven. Uh, free Fire that? and Water. What is I, that? I can't remember. Um, I don't know. What's that? That's going to bug me now until... Um, I'll go... I'll go six for this one. Um, seven. Seven. Seven for Aaron and seven for Johnny. Uh, Blackfoot Strikes going against my better judgment and I'll I'll go for an eight just because I really do like this album. Uh, I'm five for me. Five six. and six. And last one was uh give me back my bullets. This week's one. Uh, I'll give it a, a seven. Um a six for Johnny. Seven. Seven for oh, <laughs> I'm not going to do the maths now because I am not good at maths, and yeah. we'll we'll circle back to that. At the, yeah, yeah, I'll, we'll circle back at the beginning of next season. We'll talk about which album was our favourite. I'm pretty sure just about we've managed to get every album on exactly the same score just by accidentally giving a slightly higher and lower scores. But I'm going to make you guess. You know. You're that. I'm going to keep that. You're bad at maths thing in my head. Like, how much does a gig pay? Oh, five hundred quid. Oh, there's five of us. Yeah, yeah, sixty quid for you, mate. <laughs> I reckon, well, to be um, fair, when you when you factor in fuel and uh, <laughs> yeah, accommodation, yeah. then so... and the service, pay. <laughs> I reckon. Um, I reckon I'm going to guess here from the scores I heard that Blackberry Smoke won. Yeah, I'd ag- I'd agree with that. Well done, Blackberry Smoke. We'll <laughs> see you on tour. Yeah. <laughs> That was not an inside just know, job. Just know that we love you forever and always. Wink. I'm just going to make it's that little sound bite and stick that up by itself. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> you know me, I'm super super manly, masculine, and... Yeah. Yeah. When I was asking you about your beard oil, it's WD-40, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just straight uh, first pressing olive oil. While everybody else have the fun. While everybody else have the fun, man. Yeah. I mean, look at me and flipping tank tops drinking lager on a Wednesday. In a wooden hut. Yeah, in a Bunch wooden hut. Bit. <laughs> it's about time we moved on to uh, some more. Uh, I just can't wait to be king. Oh, I just can't wait to be king. So this is where we take our opinionated asshole Johnny Hodson and give him the power to make laws which he definitely should not be able to make. And what's your law this week, Johnny? 
I'm banning Carling because it's shit. <laughs> Was this just from the other night? No, no. I'm always. I've always I don't drink anymore, but I. Um, I drink it. Well, listen to the logic. If you love Carling, you're wrong, and you need to be taught a lesson by being given better lager to drink. I'm ba- you know what? I'm not going to stop with Carling. I'm going to ban the the standard issue chain beer, and give a bit of a yeah. rise. So what's that count on? Carlsberg, Foster's. Do you know what I mean? Like those standard issue pints in bars. Fuck them. I, think I mean, I think I'm with you. Because I I think we should go to like a German model. You go into a German bar. What about it? Yeah, they've got a... That can fuck off as well. You can buy it in bottles. I'm talking about on draft. I'm talking about on draft. Not like for only... So- are you just oh, abolishing all bottled beers at this point? No, no, bottled beer is uh-huh. fine. Bottled beer can stay. I'm talking okay. draft. Yeah, but Peroni on tap. What about Peroni on tap? That's draft. That's gone. <laughs> Out the door. Oh, fuck off. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not with this. When was the last time you saw Peroni on tap? I don't drink beer anyway, so... It's last week. Where, where? In the fucking um, Not An Ill. I went to a bar in Not An Ill. They had a uh, Peroni on tap. Did they? Yeah. Not Ill. <laughs> okay, well, all right, maybe not Peroni. Cause like can stay, Peroni can stay. I'm sorry. Yeah, about- cause like can stay Peroni. I thought you were getting rid of all of the cheap, I'm nasty kidding. beers. Why are you keeping Cause like? Why don't you get rid of Italian beer? It's not Italian, for one. It's it not is. Community, mate. It's booed and bit upon trend where the, all, all the other beers are. All in one. Oh, who gives a shit? It tastes Italian. One massive barrel, and then it comes out. They squeeze a bit of lemon juice in and go, That's Peroni, that one. Put that, put a Peroni label on that's Carling, that one. That can, yeah, yeah. Has anyone pissed in this one to make sure it tastes like Carling? You're um, one of them beer snobs, aren't you? You don't buy lager, you know, taste, like, I mean, lager tastes like piss, doesn't it? You know, no, what you get. that's the point. That's the point. That's what I'm trying to combat against. That's the exact thing I'm trying to combat against. Just buy a to just buy an ale. No, there's such thing as nice lager, is what I'm saying. I'll, what, I'll, what, what lager would you go for? Modelo. Modelo's a nice beer, yeah. I like Modelo. Uh, well, I, again, I don't drink anymore, so I'm just trying to help other people. Yeah, but, like, I'm trying to think what, like... You know, I mean, like, what's a standard pint? You sort of go, like, a standard pint here is, like, what, Heineken? I'm, I'm going to just... Do you kind of... Heineken? Get rid of the if it's if it was proper Heineken then yeah like import lager yes all those kind of standard issue kind of made under license boring beers they can fuck off. Yeah, but I'm I'm talking, tra- what about Australia? No, that's great, man. Australia's great. Keep that. I'm trying to think what's like a standard issue tap lager in England. You walk into a pub. And I, th- I think I think it'd be really interesting if we went through every single beer. <laughs> I'm I'm into my lager, Joe. <laughs> Yeah. No. I'm sure everyone will find that really I'm, interesting and, and will want to listen to it. Now, here's my verdict. <laughs> I'm not letting a guy who doesn't drink tell people who drink what to drink. Yeah, I can understand it. All right, here's the... Right, I think that's the, a uh, Johnny. Here's okay. the kicker. Are you keeping or getting rid of Desperados? I'll get rid of. Um, especially with especially with Bayless. Hi. 
I'm, uh, I'm, I'm ambivalent towards bottled beer, um, even though it's better. It tastes better in a bottle. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not, I'm not too fussed about bottled beer. See, what I'm trying to really do is get to the bottom of a culture here where people think stuff like Carling and Foster's is nice. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because so it's, essentially, are you just trying to get rid of canned beers? Is that or not, like tinned beers? No, but what no. happens if someone buys it because it's cheap? Like, what's every music promoter going to do when a uh, when Foster's isn't a thing anymore? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not going to be able to go and buy fucking a case of, you know, Estrella or Blue Moon. You, but you'd have to, you'd have to, you'd have to be offered that. Like, but uh, what I'm saying is, I'm just, I'm trying to bin off shit draft lager, I'm trying to get rid of it. I'm, I'm right. not, but you don't drink, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's, I don't drink beer, so I don't care. Things are so. saying that, mate. What? Doesn't affect you, so you shouldn't be asked. But it's true. People don't want to have a choice. What happens if a bloke goes, well, I like Carlin? He's more than happy to go and go, go to Tesco and buy it for the, the money it's worth there in cans. Exactly. Yeah, that's fine. What I'm trying to do is get rid of this kind of naff lager culture that we've got in the UK. Like, if you go to Germany, go to anywhere in Europe, the beer on tap is always pretty good. Anywhere you go, so now, oh, oh no, I, okay, okay, we're, okay. I'm, we're I keeping see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. So you're not getting rid of the beer. You're changing the beer on tap of what's in the place of so more high-standard beer. But the problem with that is, what are places like Troubadour can charge if they're already charging eight pound a pint? Well, I, I'm king, and since you know where my kind of political stance lies, is I'm definitely going to cap yeah, capitalism here. Fuck you, man. I'm definitely capping prices of pints. There will be a cap. Okay. Sounds great. Where's the money yeah, coming I mean, from? <laughs> what magical money tree are you pulling this one from? Uh, uh, remember the big red bus? It'll come from there. Sweet. Looking forward to that one. Yeah, yeah. Did you see? I like I, this is about to get well, not particularly political, but um, oh, no. I'm not again. I'm not sure how true this one is, but apparently there was a, a bunch of articles started coming out about Boris Johnson saying that he was like a really big fan of like painting model buses. Oh, yeah. This was like a, a a big thing that he was like really into painting model buses. The entire reason being was that if you googled Boris Johnson bus, yeah. That his articles about painting would come up before the fact yeah. that he completely lied about this uh, on the side of a bus. So yeah, 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 that's it's fascinating, that isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's so clever in it with the algorithm. Like it's, um, it was on a BBC. Thing. I'm pretty sure it was Laura Coonsberg. Um, and there's a thing where he's like, just that model massive. And I was like, why the fuck he just said that? And then, like you just said. Just to get away from that fucking great big fat light all to everybody. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Wonderful. That is the um, political part of the podcast over. You can <laughs> so, retune your ears. What What do you think? What's everyone think? I'm banning shit lager. Can well, I, I add if like it's a sort tap, of um... If it's just on tap, then fine. But I don't think you can get rid of, um, you know, cans or bottles. I'm adding it, a stipulation to to your to your law. 
I will only get rid of shit lagers if we can put good ciders on, because there's usually only one cider on draft, and it's usually, like, Strongbow, yeah. and that's your lot. So um, we'll we'll get more ni nice craft fruity ciders in there. And uh, See, this is how deals yeah. are done. I'm with you there, yeah, exactly, Joe. Yeah. We're an alliance. Shaking on that. And... Yeah. I'm surprised it wasn't non-alcoholic yeah. beers and um, more in, in bars. Well, I'm getting there slowly, mate. I'm getting there slowly. Like Bex Blue is is not for me. You know what I mean. I'm gonna have a. There's, there's definitely gonna be a good imported non non alcoholic Lucky beer in the national pub of Hudson. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely some good uh, good ciders, mate. I, I was partial to a cider back in the day, a Stouffer Press or a, a mm -hmm. an Aspel or something. Yeah. Angry Orchard, one of my favourites. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. We'll, we'll agree on that one then. Um, that one's done. Um, it's now time to shift our focus on to some fan questions. Uh, we've got a couple this week. Um, first question being what height... Uh, by the way, like last week, um, it's worth noting that there was this entire discussion that happened. I completely forgot what the questions were, so I went on a search to to find the questions. I cut that entire bit out. I, wa I was like, I'm not putting that. It was like five minutes of completely unwatchable footage of me, like a, a <laughs> screenshot of me staring at my phone. You so, think some of this is watchable? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least the bits where we're talking, there's something to consume. It might not be good, but at least it's like, you know... <laughs> It's background noise. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, so if you're wondering why there was a, a cut there, where the, I, normally I completely leave the podcast uncut because otherwise I'd spend about three hours just fine-tuning all the little bits. So I'm just like, it's going in as as it is. But yeah, I, I made some significant cuts to that one. Um, first question this week is, what height is everyone? Five foot eleven. I, I tell people I'm 5'11", but I'm 5'10 and a half. <laughs> but every half an inch counts. Yeah. You keep telling Jess that. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm 5'9", but I can't remember the last time I checked my height, so I've, who knows. It's Carter. Depends what boots I'm in. Huh? Carter. Surely, oh, yeah. Me. Huh? Carter's Tom. been the uh, tallest. Ah, uh, no, Tom's shorter than me. Is he? Is he yes. my height? Are you the tallest? Yeah. Jesus. Tom's That's like, he's, sli he's slightly smaller, slightly shorter than me, but I'm going to take it. <laughs> I'm trying to get like a a photo shoot picture up of us all where we're stood in line to give some... Uh... I think Tom's like, Johnny, Tom's my about height. the same height as you. Yeah, he's my height, yeah. Which is like we're basically the same height, but like there's like that much in it. The the rhythm section's letting our height down a little bit. Well, Connor's about four foot without the afro. About <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, no way. Five five nine's not that short. It's 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 not no. You get you get the knockback of Blackpool on the rides, and that. <laughs> I mean, we're going on the toilet, so I'll be like fucking like yeah. To be, yeah, to be honest, Joe, I I thought we were the same height, so I. I, I mean, I might be comment five ten. I, I don't know. Um, I'm not exactly like Michael Jordan or like you know Anthony Joshua or something, am I? Yeah. I think you are exactly like both those two chaps. 
Yeah. A six foot seven boxer. Yeah. I sometimes turn around and think, fuck me, Auntie Joshua's doing it. And then I kind of, no, it's Aaron. <laughs> Especially with the build. Like, you see him in a dark room, you're like, that, I swear to God, that's the him. silhouette of that, that's. Yeah. <laughs> the next question um, is Do you still have the first instrument that you learned on? Yes. Um, I I don't. I have the second drum kit that I ever owned, um, which is the kit I used in London mm. the second time, the blue kit. Um, the uh, That one's a pearl kit. I just had a Mapex drum skin on because um, I didn't have any others for that run. Huh? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just like a second pearl kit, kit. Yeah. Um, That's a good upgrade step. Do you know what I mean? Like your grade steps kind of night gone like it's a nice Yeah, because the first guy I had was um it's a mate called C B drums and yeah. they are like proper, proper starter level, like they sound like absolute trash. You get essentially, you know, bin lids as symbols with it. Um so that was what I learned. And, and Reed from real from my first Mind you, you're gonna see my first guitar. Go on, what was it? You've seen it, that shitty black strap. Oh right. So uncle, made by court. Oh, court, right? Yeah. Wow. Strings like that. It's a cork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got me first half. Yeah, I've still got me first half. I mean, Nan got me a Christmas. You've still got your first voice. I don't yeah. know, you know. I don't think I have. Well, technically, I've <laughs> broke at some point, so. Did you go and steal Paul Rogers? Um... <laughs> <laughs> went to the Chinese market and got, got a knockoff of it <laughs> that's what I say to people man Like you know when people say oh you, you sound a bit like Paul Rogers I go well I sold my soul to the devil for the voice of Paul Rogers then I got this kind of Tesco value version of it and now I can't get a fucking refund try and get your money back yeah. off the devil you know he's a, is yeah, it, is I apologise points departments non-existent I probably should have said Tesco Value instead of Chinese Market. Oops, that was my bad. I'll, I'll apologise for that one. Um, <laughs> I know, yeah. Wish I'm um, what other instruments do you have or play? Is there? No, I've got a fucking. Right. Uh, I got a swing here. You ready for this, Joe? I got a. Yeah, fucking, I'm ready. I got a thing here. Here we go. I did drum lessons for five years. Did got you? To grade five. Right. Yeah. Then I sold it. I did not know that. I know. Right. Never mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a significantly better guitar player coming out of lockdown than I was going in. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I know two songs on the piano. <laughs> it does. And he plays them on one, one is Bad Company, the other is... The intro to Seven Seas Arrive by Queen. That's it. Right. Yeah. I thought and for a second it was uh, Jump by Van Halen, because that's the other one that everyone knows, but... Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum. I also Joe know... absolutely everything. I mean, I definitely don't. Um, I play mm-hmm. drums first, second at the... Like, for a while it was guitar... Um, then keys, but now it's kind of switched up but where I play more keys than I do guitar. Um, I'm on a bass. Session. 
And there's no um, piano and only guitars. Yeah. Um, don't play the bass very often. I would like to have another bass at some point because at the moment I made like a stupid decision. I'll be honest. I got the um, you know Gene Simmons from Kiss. Oh no! You know he's got the Do bass guitar that is. Do you really want to say this out loud? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need to get it out there. You know he's got the bass that looks like an axe, like yeah, shit, like that horrible axe. bass. Yeah, yeah. I I own that bass, and that is the only bass that I own. Which um, is is a questionable questionable decision in Prove itself. It. Prove that you own it. To be fair, it's in another room. I would. I, I have, have to... an even. I have an even worse base. So fair, I've got a picture of me holding the base. Well, so I will put that in the podcast. Um, but yeah, uh, one. What's what's your worst base? I have a, a washburn, but the, I think the fucking frets have got like you know roads in between. It's it's abysmal. But um, yeah. hey, Tom's selling about ten bases. So <laughs> yeah, might have to invest in one. To be fair. I just want a nice P bass or something like that. That's the that, one Jack, that one Jack played at the Camden Assembly. Could do you nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a nice bass, that one. That is a nice... Yeah. That's a very nice bass. That bloody Gene Simmons one, obviously, it's it's like completely impossible to play it on your lap because A, because of the axe that's part of it, that's at the one. bottom. <laughs> it's, it's up here. <laughs> And then the actual axe part of it is actually quite sharp. So, um, <laughs> do you have um... leaning on on your lap is not a fun experience. But it it comes with like I call it the Mexican shower cap because it's got like a little um, cover for it that like looks like oh. it would cover. Oh, you can... <laughs> do you, do you please really tell me you have a pair of his boots? I, I wish I did. I'll be honest. It's like the bass player like from Off the Hoop on those boots. I mean, you could. I, I think the band used to sleep in them on days off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would happily own a pair of platforms. Um, nice. Yeah. My Maybe not the bikes on. They might be a bit. You know, I wouldn't want to sit next to you. You know. My old fella got married in the seventies, so I, like it, I was looking at one of his wedding pictures. Man, he had a pair of platform brogues. Yeah. yeah, I'm all about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Laffron brogues and a flared Harris tweed suit. Brilliant. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I have I've got two guitars and one that I don't own, but I currently oh. have possession of. Um, I've got a, a fretking E Spirit thing which is it's a nice super nice guitar like it um and then a tanglewood sg um because at the time i was just obsessed with angus young and i was like i want an sg so we went to a market and found an sg and i was like i'm having that one Damn um, yeah um and then yes, there anything there wasn't it wasn't an sg first that was the replacement of the les paul wasn't it? and then there yeah, yeah. saved it yeah thank you ec then behind me, I've got my piano, which... Oh, well, I look at yeah. that. There it is. Yeah. Play, John! Um, oh, hang on. Uh, I don't know if you can hear that. Do you yeah, I can hear it. Yeah. There we go. That's uh, 
that's enough of that one. <laughs> I can't I literally. I can't get the cover off because it's got the keyboard on stuff. Um, the computer keyboard, not the keyboard. Um, the next question <laughs> is, um, what other jobs have you had in in your life? Which one was the the worst? Um, so I, I think I've had the most. So I may as well start. I haven't lasted long in many. I mean, I didn't get a job. I was on wages from a record label till I was 19, so I didn't need a didn't need a fucking job. And then uh, I went through about every fucking job you can imagine: factories, warehouses, van driver. Uh, yeah, man, yeah, you were a van driver. I was a van driver, shouting everybody on my own. Um, I think the worst was a cardboard factory where you can't move, or else you fall in a machine and cut your leg off for like eight That's hours. Funny, yeah. That was pretty shit. And you have to wear ear defenders and. Uh... I don't. I don't think I'm... I lasted three days, by the way. Oh, and then yeah. he fired. Apparently, I was. Uh, I got it too easily distracted. <laughs> Doesn't sound like you. <laughs> no. No. Must have got the wrong person. They must have got the names mixed up on the sheet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a shame that because you were you probably were a very promising cardboard factory worker. So You know what? You know. I fucking I like I like the van driving job minus the arguments. <laughs> and uh the job I got at the minute, eating donuts in front of YouTube, that's fantastic. I can't see you lasting very long if that's what you're telling people. I hope none of them come back and watch yeah. the superiors. Uh, I, I don't think I'm allowed to talk about the job that I, I've, I, I've hated the most because... Uh, Were you a prostitute? Well, no, I'm still doing it, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah... Uh, although I worked in a kitchen, I did. I worked in a kitchen when I was when I was thirty. I got a job, man and boy, man and boy, when I was thirteen. Um, ran <laughs> the back of me, ran the back of my mum's house. It was um, I was a dish boy for fucking several summers and Easter's and weekends and stuff. Thirteen years old, you know, like people are the youth of today don't know how hard it was. <laughs> well, I, I had a I've had a job now for more than half my life, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but that like I used to have to get inside the. Um, you know, you worked in kitchen, so you'll know what I mean. And for anyone who's worked in a kitchen, you'll know what I mean. You know, those big industrial extractor fans, those big hoods. Yeah. I used to, I used to have to get inside them and scrape all the guns out of them, and I can still smell it. Yeah. It was horrible. Apart from that, I learned how to make soup and coleslaw. <laughs> coleslaw is the um, food of the gods, so yeah. Yeah, man, yeah. Yeah, little bit of a uh, little bit of garlic salt goes a long way. Yeah. Mm. A bit of um, apple cider vinegar and a hint of mustard is my uh, go-to in a, in a coleslaw. Maybe we should do this, man. Maybe we should have a key lock cooking. And, um, as well as the mustard and apple cider vinegar, a couple of uh, teaspoons of sugar. That honestly sets off a coleslaw like you would not believe. Um, <laughs> let's get passionate about coleslaw. Here we go. No, fine. I'm, I'm, good. I'm good for that, man, because I, I discovered yeah, yeah. that a, a, a tablespoon of um, Worcester sauce in, in a, just just as, a, just as you're finishing an omelette, 
banging all day long. Aaron? You said about omelette on the last podcast, Johnny. Yeah. I know, yeah. We'll so, back so, on to the omelette. Um, Aaron, you can now tell us about uh, things you put in the microwave. Hey, I open the pack of crisps myself, mate. <laughs> I'm not sure I believe you do. <laughs> Joey, at work, I used to have to get the apprentice guard to, uh, to make my uh, noodles. I didn't have much water to put in. Isn't there a line on them usually? I, I, didn't, I just went, Sydney, you're the apprentice. You know, you know wow. what's funny? Um, <laughs> that, kind of, that running joke that your entire... That your enti- where everybody else was learning to person <laughs> in that kind of 13 to 20 space, <laughs> you were sat learning John Lee Hooker licks. Mm-hmm. Like everyone else was making. I said to my teacher, I'm, like, I'm fucking fucking tours in Spain. I don't need to fucking learn about geography. That's why I was banned. There you go. Four years banned from three lessons. Fifty-two to my mind. Year. How much of an arsehole you used to be? <laughs> nah, just, just a troubled kid. The fact that you don't know how to cook, oh, boy, yeah. I'll have a words with Paul next time I see him. Yeah. You let this, you let this lad down. There's no wrong with having a bit of fun at school. <laughs> Teachers used to do it to me, so, you know. Yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> I've only ever done bar work, getting back to the question. Um, the, the worst job I ever had was... Um, at a bar, I will not give the specifics of the bar, but I was working for <coughs> an, an arsehole. Um, Don't say his <laughs> name. Yeah. Um, I'm very good friends with his old friend, who now hates him. Yeah. He was um, he was in a band, so he thought it was all that. Um, definitely wasn't. But, um, yeah, there was a few interesting experiences um, working for him. Because let's just say the uh, the drugs definitely made an impact um, on his on his mind tank. Don't do drugs, so well. Yeah, he was like the absolute poster child for um, dare. Yeah, um, that's all of the questions that we have uh, for this week. So it's time to Johnny, move on to some lemons and. Oh yeah, Johnny. Let's. Uh, what, what's your question for us this week? Since you always have one for us. Oh, do I? Um, <laughs> you do now, Joe. Yes. How do you keep your uh, drumsticks so squeaky clean? That's. I've never seen you with dirty drumsticks. I use, not nothing at all. I just buy new pairs of drumsticks. All right, there you go, kids. I'm sure you were all curious about that. Now you know. Yep. Um, I've got some drumsticks somewhere knocking about that are all just completely wrecked. Um, yeah, I, I tend to find that like, Fine. if I'm if I'm gonna go to a gig, especially nowadays where we're not gigging every other weekend like I was in my old band. Um, if I'm gonna play a show, it's usually at a, a big festival or, or a good support slot. So, a fresh pair of sticks every time, because otherwise, you're bound to just you know snap one. Uh, there was like a few gigs in my old band where I'd be using all like used sticks that I'd used at gigs or practices and stuff. 
I'd go through maybe six sticks a gig just because I was like, um, I, I use um, a technique called a rim shot, which is where you hit the skin of the drum and also the rim of the drum at the same time, which just creates like a nice um, crack. Um, crack. crack sound, yeah. Um, which is also a great way to completely wreck your drumsticks. So um, all of my drumsticks are just completely chewed up in the middle. And your fingers if you get it wrong. Yep. But yeah, um, so whenever a gig, I, I tend to use. Where were we when you caught your knuckle? I can't remember oh, for the it, life of oh, me. Done it once. You, caught, you caught your knuckle one time, man, and it, honest to God, man, it looked like the first scene of Private Ryan. You know that the, when that first wave onto Omaha Beach, man, it was there was a lot of there was a lot of claret knocking about, and you were like, yeah, ah! yeah, yeah. It's it's never fun. Um, when I used to do. Uh, acoustic gigs in my old band um i thought it was a really fun idea to just play stupidly stupidly hard because um we were a band that like when we played acoustically it wasn't a case of like let's strip back the songs and play them right. softly it was like let's play these electric songs on acoustic instruments so we, I, we started to maintain the pace and um the kind of ferocity that we uh we usually had so i used to walk off stage with um blisters all over my hands um usually they would um fill up pop fill up again and then bleed everywhere um if we played for a particularly long time so that was um never a fun experience which is why i started using the uh the kick pedal on my cajon because i was like i'm not doing this anymore so i figured out a way to still have that punchy sound but without completely wrecking my hands um so there, yeah there you go yeah. um yeah, it's time to move on to some lemons and peaches. So lemons and peaches um, is where we take something about our week that we didn't like, that's our lemon, something about our week that we did like, that's our peaches, and we have three lemons and one peach. Um, so who wants to go first? Johnny Ooh. Hodson, off you go. That was like... Um... University challenge on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Johnson. Um, I I don't know. I haven't really got much of a uh, many kind of lemons really. I I think um, it's just a kind of the, those general gripes. I, I'm a little bit. Of, you know what? I'm gonna go for me, me lemon. Uh, is people getting annoyed at masks? Yeah. Like you know, like these, like oh, it's it's a way of controlling you. Go out naked then. Yeah. Go out with nothing on at all. If that's how you feel, go out with nothing on at all. No one's asking anything from you. There's there's far too much scientific evidence out there to, to it doesn't affect you. You know, like all the CO two, fuck off. You know what I mean? Like that. Don't be, don't be yeah, yeah. But the counter to that, it's a bit fucking late. Oh yeah. Oh and yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Right. Too- what the f- <laughs> I mean, for now, like, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, like, the job fucking one. The government should have sent every right. household a mask each for everyone and yeah. gone, right, you're on your own from here. We've sorted this bit out. Um, I mean, I started, started giving up listening to the thing now. You can't wear a mask. What do you mean you're not going into Tesco's if you can't wear a mask? You're not even wearing your clothes. You're wearing pyjamas. Get a fucking mask on. Right. Yeah, but then how long have people been going into Tesco's without a bloody mask? It's, it's daft. It's daft. That was my lemon. It is indeed. There we go. My peach. Um, my peach. 
peach number one, and it's a big peach. Uh, I went to the Blues Kitchen <laughs> and I had the nicest sandwich I've ever eaten in all the world. I never knew food could be orgasmic. Gravy to dip your sandwich into, and it had French mustard on it, and Swiss cheese, and pickles, and it was and shallots, and it was just fucking killer. And I'm gonna eat that shit out of one next time I go to London. Um, with with that, um, we got to write some songs. Me and Aaron were uh, locked ourselves yeah. away. We were starting to finish some songs. Um, and Peach Peach Three would be that where we've got a plan to go and uh, as a band put them together. And I'm very much looking forward to that because uh, I played with the Headhunters Blues Band last night or the night before, and I'd forgotten just how much. How great that f- when you're sat in the middle of music happening, mm-hmm. you're doing something to 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 push that thing along, and and he's doing it, and he's doing it, and everyone's doing it together. I forgot just how fucking awesome that feels. So I'm looking forward to going and making some new stuff with us. Mm-hmm. And then my lemons and peaches for the end of series one. There we go. Um... Do you want to go next, or are you? I can do. Thinking of... Do I have to start with a? Love. Do I kind of yes, throw a curve? Yeah. Oh, you bloody bastard! Oh, do do what you want then. Go on. It's a final episode. We'll. Yeah, we'll the up mental. Fuck the system. Right. Um, peach number one. Uh, I enjoyed our trip to London very much. Um. In fact, that's probably my lemon as well in there somewhere, Johnny. It's the worst thing that's happened to me this week. But um, you'll you'll hear about that in a minute, Joe. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, we had a we had a very nice time hanging out and um, nice few walks around Hackney. And then uh, piece number two is we got uh, how many songs have we got to throw at Joe, Johnny? Eight. Eight and nine, I think. And there'll be a few more probably in between for Joe to turn into songs. But yeah, uh, that's peach number two. And peach number three. Uh, um, Do I have to have a peach number three? Chocolate brownie, mate. That was a bloody good fucking chocolate brownie, wasn't it? That ice cream on the top, dark chocolate. Just we'll, you wait till uh, just you wait till. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, Joe, when we're down, we'll we'll go to Blues Kitchen and. Uh, yeah, definitely. Oh, and there's a there's a coffee place that uh, right next to the hotel. Exactly. Bloody lovely. Killer almond croissants. It's bloody good as well. Awesome. There we um, go. Have you been to the Shoreditch Blues Kitchen, Joe? Yes, yeah. Um, no, he hasn't. He's been. I've definitely been to Camden the Camden and Brixton. Brixton one. Yeah, I think I've only been to those two. I can't remember going to the shortest one. I don't think yes, because Johnny, me and you have only been with um, Anthony. We went for breakfast with Carter. Yes. Yes, well remembered. It's a big one. It's a good one. Right. Uh, good. My eleventh week was feeling like absolute shite on a Thursday afternoon. Oh yeah, yeah. Acne. Um, me and Johnny had uh, worked till about what three in the morning the previous night, and then got up, had breakfast, went for I a think... walk through Hackney Central, 
I think we over egged the pudding, didn't we? Because we got up at like nine o'clock, like, yes, we've had four hours sleep. And then we kind of went out, drank a bunch of coffee, went for a big walk, got kind of like a like breakfast, big walk, big we had walk. Six songs. We crashed out. Fuck me, I've never felt so shit. That was awful. Um, yeah, it was awful. Uh, even Johnny yeah. lost interest in football. Wow. Yeah, because Everton were playing and we were awful. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Um, so that has been the worst thing that's happened to me this week, which isn't that bad, really, is it? Walking nope. through London fields, feeling a bit ropey. No. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> There's worse things to happen, yeah. No, sir. Wrap the series so, up. Here we go. I'm going to do it in typical fashion. Hey, just um, quick, just quick. Do we have a big finale plan for this? Like, do you have any balloons or like confetti or anything? I wish I did. I'll, I'll say, for, for the start of the next season, we will have party hats and other accessories that... <laughs> Where's your hat, Joe? F- figure out a way to uh, to sort out, yeah. Um, unfortunately, nothing nothing for this episode. Um, yeah, my lemon this week is... Um, I just you know, I missed out on uh, going down to see you guys just because it wasn't the most sensible idea because you were writing in a hotel room and... There's not much I can do to that, so um, yeah, just a shame that I, you know, wasn't there with you guys. Oh, hang on, we've lost Aaron. He's gone. He's back. I'm back. Um, I got lost. And as well, um, everyone, get your drinks ready. Um, if he started selling um, the super limited edition vinyl for the new album, that was also it was like a. Um, a zoetrope, which is where, like, you know, it's like an animation thing where when it spins around, you can see the animation. Oh, sick. Yeah. So um, I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to buy myself one of them because there was loads left. And then they made a post about it before I had the chance and they all sold out. So I missed out on getting one of them. And they were cheap as well. They were only, like, the price of a a standard vinyl. So I'm gutted about that. Um, Pitch number one is that um, the Gorilla and Deaf Institute in Manchester have apparently been saved from permanent closure, which is um, just yeah. fantastic for live music. Two venues that I would actually like to play at some point. So, I um, love the venues. They, they're both fantastic as well. I mean, yeah. if, 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 um, if they could have chosen a different venue, I wouldn't have minded so much for some of them. But Yeah, it's there's, a shame there's definitely some venues. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's definitely some venues that would benefit from closing but we won't go there um peach number two is that um biffy have announced a a live stream for their um new album (laughs) so um (laughs) so yeah um, i've got i've got a ticket for that so i'll get to watch that that's like a few days before we uh go down to rehearse so that'll be fun um and i love doing that man you know when you when you I've got something on and then yeah. like you, you've got like a recording or a, a, a rehearsal or something or a writing session, seeing something that will inspire you to, to do it's just the best in it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and that's like the day after the album comes out. So they're going to play like the full album live, um, which will be cool to see because they didn't, they haven't done that before. So um third peach is just having a day in the diary to to come down and play some music with y'all uh, i'm really yeah. looking forward to that 
Wigwam. It's um, quite fitting that the end of season one is me talking about us actually being a band for the first time since yeah. March. Um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of... I'll be honest, I'm looking forward to taking a few weeks off from the podcast just because it'll be nice to kind of get back into social media and work and all that kind of stuff and not have to worry about editing the podcast, which can be an absolute fucking nightmare. Um, is that my fault? Yes. No, I mean, it is occasionally, yeah, because your audio is usually the worst out of the lot. <laughs> um, but it's mainly just the fact that it gets like 100% of the way through the export and then freezes at 100% after it's already exported for half an hour, so then you have to stop the entire thing and start it again. Um, so that, that'll be fun to not do that. And... Um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to, to actually being an active member in, in a rock and roll band again. I'm looking forward to that, yeah. Fucking right, brother. I'm looking forward to seeing you as well. Um, yes. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's, it's been all too long. kind of communicating like this, but it um, just, I, I said to Iron Man, I mean, I, I've got a bit of a thing about, I, I like eating with people, yeah, yeah. With people, do you know what I mean? It was surreal whole... last week, wasn't it? It was fucking weird. It was, but mm. it was so good, wasn't it, man? Like, it's the, not, I, it was unbelievable. Like, I, I think I said, like, when we were in the Blues Kitchen, I'm never going to take eating with a friend for granted ever again. Yeah, yeah. It Absolutely, was yeah. A, a bizarrely humbling and pleasurable experience, you know what I mean? Just sat, like, kind of... Yeah, yeah. Because, Joe, I said to Johnny, I don't know about you, but the last time I ate out was with you and Anna in London. Yeah, it was, yeah. That was, like, literally as it was all sort of just about kicking off. Yeah. Um, yeah, which we missed out on the Country to Country Festival, which was devastating. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was, yeah. That's that was the and that, And then, like, that was the furthest that we travelled until uh, me and Anna went to Newcastle um, about a week ago right. to go to Ikea. But, like, in the space of three months, I literally travelled... I, I didn't travel more than, you know, half an hour, um, which is just crazy. Like, I've definitely enjoyed not having to be on the road traveling as much um it's been nice to just stay up for a while but yeah um but the problem is is what when not traveling comes with not actually being able to do anything as a band then that's when it's like i need to be able to travel again so yeah um that being said that's uh that about wraps us up for for this season of the keylock podcast um if you've watched us talk about absolutely nothing for 10 episodes i absolutely salute you you've done better than we could i mean we all we have to do is talk about it one all the way through yeah exactly yeah i I don't think i could listen to one all the way through so um if you have well done um we will definitely 100 percent do this again we'll have another season it will come back um in the near future we're just going to take a few weeks off sort out every other element of our band before we uh, get back on it and um but yeah we will announce all of that on our social media so you can follow us at the keylock the band on everything or slash keylock the band on everything um so until then um stay safe enjoy yourselves and we'll see you on the other side